0: Taylor guitars, chances are you already have an opinion about them. It might be good. It might be bad. But today I'm going to ask you to cast that opinion aside because I'm going to be sharing with you the five best Taylor guitars ever to be made. Hey Tack family, welcome to episode 230 of the Acoustic Tuesday show. This show is designed to inject your guitar journey with a weekly dose of fun, focus, progress and inspiration. Do you ever feel like you can't play something, or there's something outside of your control that's stopping you from playing something? Well, today you're going to meet TAC family member Tex, who proves where there's will and passion, there is certainly a way, especially when it comes to guitar. You're also going to get a sneak peek at what the TAC family is working on today. And it's a challenge involving your pinky, the weakest finger of them all. There's actually a really cool five-day pinky challenge going on within Tony's Acoustic Challenge this week, so you'll get a sneak peek at that. Plus, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits, which includes some wise words from two very different musical greats, some sports guitar geeks, or rather some guitar geeks involved in the sports world, and much, much more. But first, let me share with you the five best Taylor guitars ever to be made, in my humble opinion. Taylor guitars is a guitar manufacturer that continues to raise the bar. When it comes to the acoustic guitar, I should rap That was a fantastic rhyme from the early days with Bob Taylor. And now with Andy powers at the helm being the head luthier, they continue to push the boundaries of the basic acoustic guitar. Now, with that being said, I haven't liked every single Taylor that has come out of that facility. However, There are five models that are clear standouts for me that have knocked my socks off. In fact, there are five models I wanna tell you about, plus I've included some honorable mentions that are kind of from left field, but you'll see what I mean in a moment. Let's do this in a countdown fashion, starting with number five, and that is the 562 CE. This all-mahogany 12-string, this all-mahogany small-body 12-string with a cutaway and a shorter scale is quite simply a dream to play. It sounds amazing, it's clear, it's articulate, not like me, and it has some amazing warmth and body. Here's how it sounds. Next up in the number four position is the Taylor 522E. This is a small body guitar. This is a 12 fret guitar with a slotted headstock, a shorter scale length, and it's all mahogany. Taylors are often critiqued as being too bright, too shrill. This guitar is not any of that. It's warm, it's full, it's got this wonderful kind of pillowy sound that has this wonderful blossom and it is a perfect guitar for a finger style player. Here's how it sounds. Thank mm-hmm. you. The number three position is held by the Taylor 717, a slope-shoulder dreadnought that has extreme power. Rosewood back and sides, baked Sitka spruce top, this guitar can cut through a jam. Taylor is not normally associated with bluegrass, however, the 717 is very much at home in a bluegrass jam because it has cutting power. It's got volume, it's got this laser-like projection because of the V-Class bracing and, and, It looks awesome. I mean, I know aesthetics aren't a main driver as to what should draw you to a guitar, but let's be honest, aesthetics drive you to a guitar. And this guitar is gorgeous. It's got the silent satin finish. It's very comfortable to play. And as I mentioned, it sounds awesome. Here's how it sounds. You likely saw this next one coming coming in at number two is the taylor gs mini all mahogany model this was really tough for me because i wanted to lump all the gs minis in this category because i think in the last 20 years it's probably the coolest guitar to be dreamt of and made it's just an excellent travel guitar it's excellent for kids who want a guitar that sounds awesome but they can still handle it's a great couch guitar it sounds awesome and i think i think the gs mini really shows the power of the taylor relief route. And this is a small little route that's done on the inside of the top of the guitar so that the top actually functions like a speaker cone. You get more movement on the top, hence more volume, hence more sound, hence more responsiveness. Now, because I had to pick only a singular guitar here, I went with the GS mini mahogany. You'll see one behind me. It's a fantastic guitar. Again, it's warm. It's full sounding. It kind of, it kind of cuts out that, that critique that Taylors have of being shrill of being too high-endy of being too shimmery this guitar is none of that full-bodied small-body guitar and it's just a dream to play here's an example Now, if I haven't mentioned your favorite Taylor guitar yet, don't worry, please don't get mad at me quite yet. I've got some honorable mentions coming up. I've got three guitars in that category, but before I get there, I should reveal what is in the number one spot. And coming in at number one, in my opinion, the best Taylor guitar ever to be made is the K-14 CE Builder's Edition. This guitar, when I had a chance to play it, completely and utterly knocked my socks off. You've got a baked Sitka top, I believe, and beautiful Koa back and sides. This has a sweet singing mid-range. This guitar will only get better with age because of the nature of Koa, and it is quite versatile. You can approach it with a flat pick, you can finger pick it, you can strum it with your thumb, and it gives this wonderful woody tone right out of the box. Not something commonly associated with Taylor guitars, but this guitar has it. And let's talk about aesthetics for one quick second. As I mentioned earlier, you know, aesthetics we don't think of as a main driver when it comes to guitar, but it is. Let's just just be honest. We love the way guitars look. And if a guitar looks exceptional, chances are you'll be drawn to it. The K14CE looks exceptional. It's classy, it kind of silently steals the show because it has this wonderful, classy, proud look. All in all, it's an incredible guitar and you need to hear it. So let's go ahead and do that. Onto some honorable mentions. Now these guitars weren't in my top five, but they were darn close, so I feel the need to give them their due time in the spotlight. I'm gonna fly through these. First up in the honorable mentions category is the Taylor 314 CE. Quite plain and simple, this guitar is an absolute workhorse. It is a workhorse. I've played tons of Taylor 300 series guitars and the 314 CE always sticks out as the most versatile, most cost-effective guitar that in my opinion Taylor offers. Here's how it sounds. The next honorable mention is the K22 CE. And all I have to say about this guitar is Koa. Koa, that's it. It's a beautiful guitar and one you should definitely consider, one you should definitely try if a local shop of yours has one in stock. It's quite simply beautiful. It's warm, it's, it's got a gorgeous tone, almost a bell-like tone, and you just, you, you need to play one, plain and simple. Final honorable mention I have for you, and it is very much from left field, is a guitar that Taylor no longer makes. It is a 12-string Taylor. It's the Leo Kotke Signature Model, the LKSM-12. This is a jumbo-bodied guitar with a longer scale length, meant to be tuned down, and yes, it's a 12-string. This guitar, in my opinion, when you play it, it's almost like you immediately sound like Leo Kaki. No, the guitar does not come with his skills. However, it does come with his tone. Here's an example. If you can find one of those on the used market you are in luck because generally speaking the price is pretty attractive for that guitar now buyer beware since this is a longer scale length 12 string since it is meant to be tuned lower than standard some of the used models may be may have been mistreated i.e. tuned up to standard pitch so you're going to want to be aware of that and check the health of the overall top and of course the bridge a lot of times i see the bridge lifting on these guitars when they come in used. But other than that, it's a really awesome guitar. And if you can get your hands on one, it's, it's a treat to play. And like I said, it just comes built in with Leo Kotke's tone. And who doesn't want Leo Kotke's tone? Anyways, uh, this is your chance to let me know your favorite Taylor guitar. In your opinion, what is the best Taylor guitar ever to be made? Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. It's time to see what the TAC family is working on today. Every single day within Tony's acoustic challenge, we rotate through the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays we do a technique challenge, on Tuesdays a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays an improvisation challenge, Thursdays a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays a chord transition challenge. Now that's a normal week within Tony's acoustic challenge. This week is not normal. Well, it might not be normal in general, but it's certainly not normal within Tony's acoustic challenge because the TACFAM is going through a five day pinky challenge. Yes, we're working on strengthening our pinky fingers. And here's a quick example of what the TACFAM is working on today. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Getting Along With Others, and it's really less of a guitar lick and more of a fretting hand challenge and strength builder. Let me go ahead and play it for you so you know what it sounds like. Yeah, it's probably the most amusical thing you'll ever play on the guitar, but musicality is actually not the point. The point is to target the pinky and the ring finger and get them stronger, get them more confident. So when you play a scale or you play a chord, you can use both of those notoriously weak fingers with a little bit more confidence because, well, they will have a little bit more strength. Uh, I'm gonna dig into some variations of this here in a moment, but first, Fam, if you wanna learn this note for note, please log in, this is your daily challenge. Click Start Challenge, that'll take you directly to the teaching video. Once you get it under your fingers, go ahead and move to the play along video where you can adjust the speed to something that's comfortable for you and of course you can click on that tab icon. That'll open up the tab in a separate window and you can pair it alongside the video so you can see both things while you're learning. Okay, so why would we use this? You know, Tom, what's the point of this? The point of this is to isolate your ring and your pinky finger and build strength. Get them comfortable working together. Get them getting along well with one another. There's a weird thing that happens. Now, I'm no physical therapist, but moving your pinky and your ring finger independently alongside one another is very difficult. And I'm sure it has something to do with the musculature of your hand, I don't know the exacts, but all I know is my experience. And my experience is that the ring and pinky, well, they just have stubborn tendencies. So for this, all we're doing is bouncing between the ring and the pinky. We do that on the ascending, going from low E to high E, then we move from the high E to low E, starting on the pinky and then moving to the ring. On paper, it's not that difficult. But in terms of execution, it is hard on the fretting hand. I'm maintaining an alternate pick stroke throughout this entire thing. And if you're doing this and thinking, gosh, that's really difficult. There are some variations that you can use to still get the benefits from this challenge. And that is this, number one, slow it down. Slow it down entirely and take your time moving from one note to the next. This could be brand new for your fretting hand. And I don't want you to go right out of the gate. I mean, it's that whole walk before you run thing. If you try and run, you're just gonna stumble. If you try and play this fast after not having done it ever, you may stumble. So please just slow it down. This isn't a race, there is no gold medal. This is just simply getting strength between your ring and pinky finger. The second thing that I want you to use in case this isn't jiving with you is I want you to switch the location. Down towards the nut or the headstock of your guitar, the frets are further apart. It's just the physics of the scale length of your guitar. Whereas if you move towards the body of your guitar, you can visually see that the frets are closer together. So why not make it easier on your fretting hand if this first position is difficult? Go ahead and move it to the, gosh, you can move it to the the 11th and 12th fret. That'll give you a little bit less room to travel and really allow you to focus on proper fretting technique and just getting this under your fingers and using the ring and pinky finger. Okay, please just adjust this as you see fit. And I gotta tell you, this is something that will truly benefit your playing, whether it's your guitar solos using scales, whether it's your chord playing, even when it comes to bar chords, you'll be amazed at the impact this has. Now on that same note of having an impact, I want to talk about the 10 minute rule because 10 minutes is a long time. 10 minutes is a long time to focus on one single thing. So I want to challenge you right now after the show is over uh, to take 10 minutes and play through this exercise, use a metronome, take it at varying speeds, switch its location on the guitar neck, spend 10 focused minutes on this challenge because I want you to see how far you can come in 10 minutes. And I also want you to see how long 10 minutes is when you actually focus on a single solitary thing. In the scope of a day, 10 minutes isn't a lot. And a lot of times people give me flack for saying, well, you can't get better at guitar in 10 minutes. I disagree 100%. You can get better at guitar in 10 minutes. You can make strides in 10 minutes. You can achieve progress in 10 minutes, especially when you consistently show up and spend 10 minutes. But just for kicks right now I challenge you, set a timer for 10 minutes, work on this challenge and see just how far you can get. It might be increased speed, it might even be increased strength in the small span, the small window of 10 minutes. Back on the Acoustic Tuesday show where I talked about the 10 best under-the-radar 1960s acoustic albums, there was a comment that really stuck out to me. The comment was left by TAC family member Tex Haynes. And at first I read the comment and I thought, wow, he's sharing some really kind words about Tony's acoustic challenge. And then, upon reading his comment further, there was a hidden message contained. A very empowering hidden message that... You need to hear, so I want to share with you this comment. Here's what Tex had to say I started Tony's TAC lessons during shutdown because I knew I needed to keep playing something and I didn't want to think about what I was doing next. TAC lessons brought me some things I never thought I'd get into with guitar. It took months for me to figure out how to use the lessons in what I played. These Acoustic Tuesday segments help use the lessons much quicker. Also, TAC does some lessons in alternate tunings, Open G and D that let me play some other chords with one or two fingers. A great find for my wounded fretting hand. Thanks, Tony and crew. P.S. I went with tack because Tony explained changing strings with sufficient details that vision was not required. Yep, being somewhat blind, a person can still do the lessons. The tabs are unsealed, but the lessons are great. Now I'm not sure what unsealed means, and it may very been one of those autocorrect situations. Maybe the tabs are unseeable for text. I'm not exactly sure what he meant, but there's two things that, that stood out, and as I mentioned before, just some really kind words about Tony's Acoustic Challenge, and I want to thank Tex for being a TAC family member. But beyond that, beyond that, Tex mentioned that he has a wounded fretting hand and that he's visually impaired. He can't even see the lessons, but he's still doing them. And I think this, this just sent shivers up and down my spine because I think sometimes we look at, various health issues i've dealt with some hand pain before i've dealt with some overall shoulder pain on my strumming hand which kind of sometimes really bums me out and i think gosh i you know my my shoulder hurts i, I can't play today my hand hurts i can't play today and texas here to prove to all of us saying hey yes you can bite off a little piece that you can chew on you don't have to do the whole thing. Take, you know, check out alternate tunings. Maybe that will help where there's a will, there's a way. And I know that's a cliche saying, but text is proof that, you know what, if you want to play, you absolutely will. And there's nothing that can stop you. And I think I, I just, again, I, I read this and, and really quickly, I just wanted to offer up my hot take on it because I just thought it was incredibly empowering. So for any of you dealing with, with any health issues that, that may be you know preventing you from playing try and find a way to persevere try and find a way to be involved with guitar anyways that might be just simply reading about guitar that might be just simply practicing strumming if you if your fretting hand is all bound up it might be it might be just working on your fretting hand if your strumming hand if there's something going on there so again where there's a will there's a way and text certainly proves that so thank you so much for sharing that text thank you so much for watching the show and leaving a comment Now, I do want to remind the TAC family that we uh, we have a 90-day progress party coming up, a Tony's Acoustic Challenge live 90-day progress party where we talk about our guitar routines, we talk about the things that could get in our way and how to overcome them, and we plan some goals and how we'll adjust our routine for the next 90 days. This is coming up on April 6th at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. It's a really, really fun time. We've got about, just about a month until this, so I want you to prepare yourselves. Be watching for an email. I'll give you all the instructions on how to join it. And uh, I really hope you can make it because it truly is a blast. It's a great way to connect with your TAC family, and it's a great way to get inspired about your guitar routine and the goals that you're striving towards. Let's head on over to Port Huron, Michigan. We're gonna visit Guitar Geek Randy Lukes and take a look at what is in his guitar arsenal. Now, Randy is a hockey fan, so he already has major points with me, except for I'm not in agreement about which team he likes. But but you'll see which team he likes here in a moment. First, here's what he has to say about his guitar arsenal. I'm holding my Taylor 414 CE with ovon Cole back and sides and a spruce top, and my Tanglewood 12-string guitar. Left to right behind me is my wife's William Webster dulcimer and Giannini Brazilian guitar with rosewood back and sides. Next is her Kala uke and our son's small Mahalo uke. Then a homemade refurbished mountain dulcimer a Getzen trumpet my wife plays, a K guitar set up for Hawaiian style playing from my wife's mother, my D10 Washburn guitar, my Alvarez 12 string guitar, my Crestline bluegrass banjo, my gold tone claw hammer banjo, and on the wall is a youth Magnum guitar from my uncle. The picture in the background is the International Bridge, the Blue Water Bridges to Canada. The quilt hanging on the wall is made by my dear friend, uh, by a dear friend for us, for the Pine River Legacy string band my wife and I play in. We are, Red Wings hockey fans as well. Randy, thank you so much for sharing your guitar signal with us and also adding a fair bit of personality to your guitar signal. I love it. I love what you included and I love the little, little mini stories behind everything. Now we do have to talk about you being a Red Wings fan because I gotta be honest, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Now, this is coming from a Blackhawks fan. When the Blackhawks and the Red Wings were in the same division, before they started all this metro division and all this other stuff, there was just the East and the West. And Detroit was in the same division as the Hawks, where they should be in the Western Conference. And there's a huge rivalry between Chicago and Detroit. Well, that doesn't really exist anymore because the Hawks are just having a pitiful season, and the Red Wings are actually going through a successful rebuild. It's exciting to watch the Red Wings. I have to say it. So, Randy, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the Red Wings, but I I'm so happy you included that in your guitar signal description because, you know, like I said, you got bonus points with me because you're a hockey fan. Now, if you happen to be sitting at home and you think to yourself, I'm a, I've got a guitar signal. I'm a guitar geek. I happen to be a hockey fan too, and I sure would love to get featured on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Well, here's how you do that. I wanna to propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar signal, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to TonyPolocastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar signal shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a signal shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool, snazzy guitar geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the tonypolacastrocom forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. All right, all right, all right. It's time for Guitar Geek News You Can Use. And this first dose of news is a set of quotes from two musical greats that would likely never be in the same room, Eddie Van Halen and John Prine. Now, if there is a picture of them hanging out somewhere, please let me know because I would love to see it, but likely these two never crossed paths. Uh, But the quotes are incredibly powerful and I wanted to read them here uh, for you. Now, both of these were posted by American Songwriter Magazine. Their Instagram account is a must follow. They always post these quotes and really cool stories that kind of, I don't know, get you pumped up about being on a guitar journey, being on a songwriting journey. Here's the first quote from Eddie Van Halen. The hell with the rules. If it sounds right, then it is. I mean, how empowering is that? Trust your ear, take the rule book, toss it out the window, and if you like the way something sounds, go with it. Because if it sounds good, then it is good. Pretty amazing. Now this next quote from John Prine is really for you, who, you folks who want to write songs, and are maybe looking for some inspiration, maybe some validation when it comes to truly writing from the heart. Here's what John Prine said. I think if you write from your own gut, you'll come up with something interesting. Whereas if you sit around guessing what people want, you end up with the same kind of schlock that everybody else has got. Um, Just very well said. I think if you write truly from your heart, it comes across as genuine it comes across as truly impactful whereas if you write guessing what somebody wants to hear it might not feel as true it might not feel as genuine it might might come across as almost contrived so if you're writing songs just write from your experience nobody can deny that and in fact it's it's more believable and more i think it just comes across as more human in general john prine said it said it pretty well there and i probably should have just left it at that our next two news stories come from the sports world. This first one comes from baseball. A major league absolute slugger, Derek Dietrich, has ordered himself a Jeff Jewett guitar. Now I've mentioned Jeff's guitars earlier on the Acoustic Tuesday show, and to the best of my knowledge, this might be his second. Jeff Jewett guitar. I actually reached out to him to ask how he liked his Jewett. And um, here he is in the shop with Jeff and Jeff is uh, installing the end wedge, the end wedge on his new custom guitar, on Derek's new custom guitar. Well, Derek stopped by the shop and said, I'd like to install the end wedge and I'd like to use a tool that I'm most familiar with. Here's the tool that he chose. Okay, I'm here with major leaguer, Derek Dietrich, slugger (laughs) and this is a guitar that we're building for Derek and what he's gonna do is he's gonna demonstrate how you install an end wedge with a baseball bat his signature baseball bat this has got to be the first time it's ever been done this way so okay and I'll make sure that the guitar doesn't fall down We're good. Wow. Wow. Look at that. The next news story finds us still in the sports world, but we're gonna move from baseball to hockey. And this is a bit of a follow-up. Henrik Lundqvist's number was recently retired by the New York Rangers. He was presented with a Hagstrom semi-hollow body guitar. Very cool with custom New York Rangers uh, paint on it. Similar to what would be painted on a goalie mask, but on a guitar, very, very well done. And I thought to myself, that is so cool. And last week we looked at uh, some footage of Henrik playing the guitar and it's verified. He's a true guitar geek who, who can certainly play. And that wasn't the only guitar that he received from his retirement ceremony. There are two other ones that I want to let you know about, and I want to let you see. Here are some pictures. His post on Instagram says this, Amazing gifts, luggage from New York Ranger Legends, sweet guitars from my boys, my man Johnny Mack, and finally a signed one from one of my all-time favorites, John Mayer. Thanks, guys. Time to warm them up how cool is that? Henrik Lundqvist, an amazing goalie, is also a guitar geek through and through. John Mayer gifted him a guitar for his retirement. How how cool is that? I just, I'm amazed. I'm ama- I love it. I think the guitar world is a lot smaller than we give it credit for, and this is a case in point. So uh, just so cool to see that crossover from one of my favorite goalies into the guitar world. And uh Gosh, best of luck in retirement, Hendrik Lundqvist. You certainly got a heck of a lot of time to play guitar. I would assume so, I, I don't know. You're probably busy doing a lot of other stuff, but make sure to carve out some guitar time. All right, next up on my news list is this. Mike Dawes, we know is uh, quite simply an amazing acoustic guitar player. His compositional skills are insane. Well, I hadn't seen him do this cover before, but it was posted like uh, maybe maybe years ago, four or five years ago. It's Mike Dawes playing the Metallica song One on a single acoustic guitar and doing so in a masterful fashion. This video has a, I don't know, casual five million plus views and for good reason. Here's a little snippet. The final piece of news I have for you is kind of a guitar geek funny, brought to you by Bluegrass Life on Instagram. And I read this and I was laughing out loud and I thought to myself, I need to read this on the Acoustic Tuesday show for the sheer fact that it's kind of like how I act towards Whitney when I have her listen to a new song or a song that I'm really interested in. Here's what the uh, the quote says. If you if, <laughs> if you talk during a Tony Rice guitar break, you will be asked to exit my vehicle immediately. And I thought to myself, this is so true. It's so true. I remember when I got the, the CD, uh, Not Far From the Tree. It's a Brian Sutton album that has Brian Sutton playing guitar alongside just just bluegrass luminaries, one great guitar player after the next. And I put it on and we're in the car and I am silent. I've got it cranked up and Whitney started talking to me and I just kind of looked over at her and I I gave her this blank stare like, I can't believe you're talking during this. Um, So this certainly, it it certainly struck a nerve with me and it may very well strike a nerve with you as well. Um, I think on that note, it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week is a continuation of the Taylor theme but maybe not the way that you think it will be a continuation. Next week, we'll be, we'll be taking a look at guitar lessons from Taylor Swift. Yes, this week we talked about Taylor guitars. Next week, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift and what you can learn from her and apply to your own guitar journey. That's a wrap for today's acoustic Tuesday show. Remember you can catch acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 AM mountain time. And I just want to thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me. And before I let you go, I want to remind you of one thing, your guitar success. However, you define it is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and please make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek. Guitar Geeks Unite, and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Be nice and play guitar.